In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Hello, welcome to the Rebuild Podcast. My name is Peter Moses. The dogs are barking and joining me all the way from Chicago, Illinois. It is Dr. Gates Merriman. Gates, how are you? Peter, I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm great, man. The Browns are six and three, and I'm just going to keep saying that to myself at any opportunity that I can. Because not since 2014 have we reached these these heights. And if history is any indication, we're in for quite the couple of weeks coming up here. <laughs> Bring in Johnny Menzel, baby. Yeah. Johnny it's... Menzel and Josh Gordon. Step right up. I that that six and three felt like it was more um uh it didn't feel as it felt like a fluke. In hindsight. It felt accidental yeah. at the time. Like there wasn't anything about the stability of the organization that made you think that that was actually going to be sustainable. Right. In like the pet and farmer yeah. fantastic <laughs> relationship. Yeah, but I mean, what a what a just catastrophic collapse that was. Band of brothers texting from the. Oh man. Um, but hey, we got business. How they're doing now. Listen, we are the one. We, do. we are we are the one podcast in this podcast. That promises if you put a review on our feed on Apple, we are going to read it no matter what. And you are going to find out that that is definitely to our detriment. Um, We've got six new reviews to read and we're going to hammer through them. Some of them are more flattering than others. Um, Bardstown King, November 6th, gives us one star. Uh, Says bad. Um, Zerm is a Dale and a Lib. Listen to Jeremy and Akron instead. He's actually played the game. Um, cool. Don't know what Dale is, but also um, if Jeremy and Akron, whoever he is, like, do I have to go to Akron to listen to him? Yeah. Is there only one Jeremy and Akron? Do we just ask around? Yeah. Is anybody who's ever played football qualified to talk about football? Yeah. There's plenty of people who play football. I mean, we are proof that you have to know nothing about football to talk about football. Um, yeah, I would you just say, need a podcast, which anyone can have. Yeah, guys, you just you, you find out what our my email is, and you have a chance to be on this podcast, bro. So you know whether yeah. it's you or Jeremy and Akron, just uh, hit us up. And I think Zerm is not bad. I think Zerm is nice. Uh, also, yeah, and he's certainly not a Dale because I don't know what that. You know, this could be something the kids are saying though. We're we're I, into I, our thirties. Never felt so old and unaware. I mean, I get the lib part, so I was just trying to figure out. I don't want to go on parlor to figure that out, but um, if anyone else knows, feel free to just uh, leave it in another comment explaining it, not calling anyone that again. But hey, let's move on. Um, yeah. How about uh, tag team? Five stars from Headinger. Love Zerm interviews and the hosts are fun. Thank you, Hedinger. Um, Baked216 says, great. Love listening to these guys at work. This new guy is saying some pretty real things. Overall, the podcast is super relatable to a lifelong Browns fan. I appreciate the content. Baked216, we appreciate you. 
Yes. You're a you're you're a beautiful person. Um not a Dale. Uh Minnow 2712 shouting out uh Henry the new host, great new host. Henry's really stepped up on this pod. He's doing a great job and I'll be a listener as long as he's there. Okay. Loyal Henryist. I like that one cuz it contains a little bit of a threat in it. To listen, <laughs> just don't you dare take Henry away. Yeah, I put he's, up he's with gone. Peter and Gates whenever they pop in like fucking yeah. two drunks at a bar, but you take Henry out, I'm <laughs> fucking out of here. Um this is it's quite the three-headed monster we've got going here. We've got Oh my goodness, that's my that's my daughter who's I don't know what she's doing. She's in the other room, but um, yeah, three-headed monster. We, between Zerm, uh, Henry, and us, we've got, we're definitely the head that didn't like get enough oxygen in the womb, but it, <laughs> yeah. we've got a lot of different appeals here. Our head is definitely like the teacher's head from Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone when Voldemort's on the back of it. We're kind of one combined <laughs> shitty head. <laughs> yeah it's not it's not good but but we're here and no one can kick us off because this is uh you're you're the boss here pete got one um, is that all of them we have got another one, one? from bo nancy uh great update refreshing take five stars i'm enjoying listening to the new guy henry easy to understand on the mark with his takes an interesting perspective wow henry is God, just henry. coming in she's louise white hot I don't remember you and I ever getting this much praise when we kind of first came on here. No, I think the only praise was when we actually gave that praise to ourselves by writing the reviews or our or our, yeah. our wives or parents did. Yeah. But that's okay. But um that's what we're used to. We're we're just here to to provide a little midweek content for yeah. you folks. If you don't want to listen, just just hit pause right now. No one thinks we are going to say anything important. We just hope that it's entertaining. This is very the very much the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the the rebuild. Like you're not here for the stuff happening in the foreground. We're just keeping you entertained in the background. Yeah, yeah. How many We're how many people do you think understood here. that reference? Anyone? Well, one in this podcast, and it wasn't me. <laughs> Rosencrantz and Guildenstern is a are the two like tiny characters in hamlet who like play a really small role and then all of a sudden later in the in the show he's like oh i killed them on a boat fuck those guys um oh then tom stoppard a great playwright wrote a play that was a very kind of like existential play all about those guys lives in the background of hamlet good are you like soliciting more bad reviews right now because i can can hear them being written (laughs) As you, first of all, spoil Hamlet for yeah. everybody who hasn't seen it. <laughs> this definitely then, makes me whatever a Dale is. I'm sure. Um, yeah, you're you're being. I'm getting it. You are a Dale. <laughs> well, fuck it, man. The Browns are six and three. Life is good. Like I understand that we lost a shitty game to the Raiders, but apparently another Shakespeare reference coming. Heads up, reviewers. It's like the Tempest every goddamn time we play in Brown Stadium these days. Um, yeah, it's pretty insane. Looks like we're in the middle of a fucking hurricane every time they play. Um, uh, the hurricane that we're in the middle of is called the AFC Playoff Chase. Because <laughs> everyone else is 6-3-2, and three, two, and I don't know how this is going to shake out. But I think this is bringing us to sort of a new reality. We've talked a decent amount in the past couple of weeks about like the kind of annoying version of the fan who's never satisfied with how we're winning even if we win like they have to nitpick i think that's going to kind of go away because now it's like dude we just we just need to win we just need to hang on by the skin of our teeth i feel like even though this last game wasn't pretty you heard a lot less of 
um, people kind of griping about the little things that didn't look good. I also want to chalk up the loss to the Raiders as we ha- like, I know that a lot of teams have been decimated by injuries, especially the team we're about to play in the Eagles, but it did feel like we were just worn down. And I think everyone who all the fucking hot take machines talking about how Odell has played his last game yada 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 the browns are better without him like we have no one to take the top off the defense and it really really came home to roost in that raiders game and i think just getting healthy on the bye week and being able to get chubb and teller back kind of mitigated some of that but i am not going to be like i'm not going to go full you know full haterade on baker for either of these games and also like this is the team that we want. We want Wyatt Teller to just mash and Chubb to mash and Kareem Hub to mash. And like we win the game 10, seven, then fucking great. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Can't- yeah. I think it was, I mean, it, it is kind of just impossible to, to judge what, because I agree that we don't have anyone to take the top off, but I'm not sure that that's why we looked the way that we looked in the last two games, because as you mentioned, there's just like 50 mile an hour wins. So I think Stefanski was smart enough to just not even, try any of that um and and stick to what works i also totally agree we just limped into the bye week in that raiders game that loss could be a problem though because as as the colts win was a good win for these reasons the raiders are just like they're not going away and they they're pretty quality like they could just win a lot of games okay let's take a quick break to talk about indeed 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over, thank the Lord. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world, with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore, which sounds very official. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with the candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try out Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer anywhere. Anywhere. Okay? I'm going to say anywhere again because I will. Don't tempt me. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. All right, guys. Talking about Bet Online, our old faithful. Football is back in full swing, baby, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action on Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anyone else. If you think Matt Nagy's gone like I do, you should put that money down, maybe. 
You get in on their season opening bonuses today and start up wagering on wins, divisions, championship futures all day or day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Do not forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because, again, we're playing another team that is more talented than their record shows in the Eagles, just like we did hmm. with the Texans. But I feel like that Tennessee game is way more gettable than I ever thought it was, especially after watching them on Thursday night last week. Like their defense has just the Titans. Um, Who did they lose to on Thursday? They got whooped by the Colts. They got whooped by the Colts in Tennessee. And I just like their defense has not been impressive all year. Um, You know, they have a similar kind of like crush the line with, with with Henry, but you know Tannehill, like I, they just like I feel like it's more gettable. They seem more gettable this year than I had assumed maybe like four or five weeks ago. So yeah, I think so too. Because like they were, I think when they were like five and zero going into that Pittsburgh game, they just seemed like kind of a one of the AFC like uh, potential contenders, and now they've they've come back down to earth. So I agree. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but this will be like the sixth time we've played the schedule game here. So we play. We've got what Eagles and then Jaguars and, th- and then is it Titans? Then Titans. Let's okay. See. Then Ravens, which again, like suddenly a lot more mortal than they were uh, definitely last time we played them, and, and we're in much di- different position. That's a Monday night game, and then we have the the magical Christmas trip to New <laughs> New York, New Jersey. Yes, where the Browns will be playing. Teams. Will be cosplaying as Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone two for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Steelers. Wow, not a lot of season left. Um, do you think ten wins gets us into the playoffs? I think no, no, I don't really think so. I don't think so. I also think yes. I mean, I, I will say just too real fast about it. Does feel like the peak of Baltimore's offense was playing us in Week One? Yeah, I, I don't think they've really kind of. I, I haven't been paying that much. I don't watch Baltimore really um much at all but the vibe certainly seems to be that it's just not what it was and no one can quite figure it out because they have all the same weapons for the most part and they just aren't what they were they play great like it's like between Ingram Dobbins and Edwards I feel like having three running backs is like having two quarterbacks and you actually don't have any running backs that you trust interesting but they just gotta they gotta pick someone yeah pick a lane but also no one's really performing consistently and their defense is a little more beat up. I do. I, I am. I was on I thought actually this game, I know we texted and we'll talk about Baker in a second. And I know we texted about how annoying and frustrating this game was, but I do think it's worth repeating ourselves in the sense that these are fucking games. We never won. These are fucking like fucking people's Jones muffed a really tough kick in a terrible win situation on the three. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know how this all plays out. Picking it up. Right. Everyone knows how this script plays out to uh, last year, two years ago, we go three and out Deshaun Watson, you know, gets sacked on fourth down, but there's a defensive holding call 
And then Will Fuller gets left wide open in the back of the end zone with nine seconds left. And we lose the game 14 to 10. Like it's not, Mm -hmm. we all know how that's, and it just, it's not happening. It's not fucking happening. Instead, we like Kareem Hunt looks healthy for the first fucking time all year. And he is, they are an incredible duo when they were both firing on all cylinders. That second half was fucking nuts. It was, it was great. How annoying was, this is like, been talked about before but it's a fucking announcer's problem like nick oh, chubb would Mellon. get like six yards yeah man Miller was like he said it like seven different times he's like oh, i think kareem hunt might have broken that a little first like what are you doing this is nick they definitely chubb. Yeah, they like, definitely brought mullen and stick stockton out of mothballs because like they were the premier yeah. like they yeah, yeah they were like look how cool we were in the 90s it was like dude you didn't even like read the fucking sheet matt millen that like Kareem, that like Chubb's coming back from the first time in six weeks, like yeah. still averaging six yards a carry. Like, yeah, it was so obvious that he was just getting his sea legs under him for the first half and wasn't even actually running the ball that poorly. Yeah, he was fine. I admire Stefanski so much for not, I mean, it sounds like a simple thing, but we've seen the opposite so many times, including last year, just for not giving up on the run. Cause it just, it wasn't, it was fine in the first half, but it wasn't, um, really playing to our advantage in the way that, that you hope it does when those two guys are healthy and Teller's back. And he just keeps doing it. I think he can see the full game kind of play out in a way that no coach that we've had has because he knows, like, you keep doing it and that fourth quarter hits and you have two running backs who are both great by their own merits and can just completely wear down a defense. And And we saw literally exactly that. I mean, your point about us losing that game is, is so true. Because you, you think about that game from a – from Houston's perspective, like they finally score, right? And then all they need to do is is get that ball back, just stop us on that final drive. They get the ball back and and who the hell knows? And we just just didn't give them the ball back. How many times have we seen that where we're just like the defense just can't make a play when it when it matters, can't get off the field. It felt like Romeo Cornell had like he was like, I gotta, I gotta run this one back like I did back in the day in Cleveland. Like, oh, <laughs> terrible conditions. Fourth and fourth and goal from the two yards out. I'm not kicking a field goal, yeah. baby. No fucking way. Mismanaging my timeouts. Like this is this is vintage <laughs> Romeo Cornell. Just being like, you yeah. should be a good coach, except you just keep getting in your own way. And I think that is he the feels biggest. that Lake Erie breeze, and he's just he's he's transported <laughs> back to 2007 to mediocrity. I mean, yeah. And you know, listen, Deshaun. Like, I mean, uh, Sean Watson. I was almost about to say Deshaun Kaiser because I just saw that the Bears are bringing him in for a tryout right uh, today. Um, also, around. breaking news if you're listening to this podcast, according to Bleacher Report, and this uh, I'm only bringing this up because it could affect the wild card race. Uh, the Vegas Raiders now have a total of ten players on their defense who have tested positive for COVID and are on the inactive. Oh, list. well, I hope they're okay, but I hope they don't play. How's that? That's that's the that's the vibe it is so weird to i mean i i I think they're just gonna power through this i guess i mean they have the the testing capabilities i think so who do the raiders play next oh they're about to play the chiefs okay well that's good for us chiefs falcons jets colts wow they play some tough teams so oh they play the dolphins later they play the chargers who aren't terrible dolphins interesting i didn't the Dolphins yeah. have been sneaky, feisty to watch. Actually, they are. They're, I mean, they're they have the same record we do, don't they? Yeah, they've been really good. They've been really fucking yeah. good. Um, 
yeah, all that to say, I uh, I think this was, I mean, we were, we can talk about Baker now, but like, this was still a fucking win. And now we just have to do the exact same thing with the same kind of team that, you know, the Eagles, Eagles refuse to run the ball. But when like Sanders is healthy, he runs like six yards a carry. Like he's one of the best like yeah. yards. So I, I wonder if the wind is going to make them, if it is as bad, kind of run the ball more. But I, I just got to take care of business again. It's fucking simple as that. Like if you're getting dunked on by Daniel Jones constantly, then we better be able to fucking take care of those. Right. And and Carson Wentz just doesn't seem all that good. I didn't never really thought he was. Um so I, I think we can rely on him to make a couple stupid mistakes. Miles, we haven't even talked about yet, is just the man. It's it's weird because it, never in our life, like we've had some good offensive players and we've largely ruined their careers, but we haven't really had a good defensive player um, in our adult lives or our child lives. I guess just our lives is the best way to say it. <laughs> no, our, our child lives too. Um, yeah. <laughs> our, our kid lives. I think that, who like when you think of good Browns defender, I think of like vaguely Phil- Carlos Dansby. I think Remember of I, Carlos Dansby. I think of, yeah, it is Carlos Dansby. I think of Phil Taylor kind of for a second, for like a second. I think of I Joe think Hayden of... really, honestly, the most. Probably. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. But then of course, like he had Cameron a Cameron of... Wimbley. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's some, uh, I, it, it, I mean, I guess this probably happens with all teams, but especially the Browns, when you just say certain names, like I was walking my dog the other day and all of a sudden I got really sad because in my head, I just said to myself out of apropos of nothing, Muhammad Massacre. Oh and I, man. And I was like, Oh Jesus Christ. I just like, remember a time when we were like, can Muhammad Massacre give us what we want? Can he give us? The- yep. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. the, answer was, the answer was obviously no. The whole time, him and uh, him and Greg Little never really turned into the the <laughs> duo that we hope. Yeah, it just gives you like chest pains when you when you think of some of these names. It's really but, um, yeah. But then you then you think of Miles Garrett, and it's the cure because he is. I mean, he's he's amazing. Sorry, it's again my my kid wants to get in the room. I don't think she knows I'm recording here. Jeez. I'm doing. Daddy's at work. Daddy's working right now. He's getting his <laughs> juice in his podcast juice. That's right. Yeah. I, I think my Miles Garrett might be the best player we ever root for. It's possible. That's probably probably true. Because um, I mean, he's just he's just making. He's a good, but now he's also a playmaker. We he's been good for like three years, but he's he's just actually making like tangible plays, not just like weird PFF stuff where he's getting. Cause there's a lot of that the last couple of years where it's like, oh, the most pressures and pressures, you know, still. Those are as good as sacks in some people's minds. Like, no, he's he's on a fourth and two. He's tackling Deshaun Watson and stopping a touchdown from happening. So there is or just slapping the ball out of people's hands. There is also like the fact that uh, is it Jeremy Tunsil or Laramie Tunsil? Laramie, yeah, Laramie, Laramie Tunsil, top rated tackle in the league right now. And all the analysis going up is like, oh, they'll put you know they'll blind Miles up exclusively on the other side. And then what does he do yeah. for the first half? But just like go straight at Tunsil and just embarrass him. And I think that feels like when you're watching like, like, you know, Neo in the matrix, like at the end, when he starts to see things in the numbers, you're like, Oh, this guy is just like, everything is slowed down for him. He knows he's better than everybody. And he is our entire defense. He's gotten, he is like 
a sack. And Denzel. And, Den- and you're right. And Denzel Ward is also just. And if, uh, Ronnie Harrison apparently is playing pretty well. I don't, you know, I don't, I can't like watch a game and notice more than one thing happening at a time, which is just like where the ball is. But, but people a lot smarter than I am seem to say Ronnie Harrison has been. Uh, it is hard to, well, so. if you don't know football to not watch the game, like a golden retriever chasing a tennis ball and just like only look <laughs> at the ball all of the time. Like yeah. it's really, it's really That's tough. Precisely what I do. I'll, yeah. I, and it, listen, there was less Sendejo, which is great. Turns out that was helpful. God, he sucks though. On that, on that, I was texting you about this, but on the, uh, on the Texans only touchdown, there were literally there were two receivers anywhere near or anywhere in like his area, right in the end zone being his area. There were two <laughs> receivers; they were two feet away from each other. It's not like he had to split the difference or anything, and he was still three seconds late getting to the to the football. And they honestly, the like what? Why? Why? What do you think you're supposed to do? Just stand there? Ah. I don't think that like, I think they could have caught that ball together. Like they could have like, those two like Texans could have like <laughs> held it. Like, like two people trying to catch a baby coming, like drink dropped yeah. out of a burning building. They, it was amazing that both of them ran somehow the wrong route and still ended up so wide open. Um, Pharaoh Brown, by the, the way, the wrong route. Yeah. Hey, shout out. Wait, wait or is it Fells? No, it One was Pharaoh Brown. Oh, um, hey, well, good for him. Just a whole bunch well. of Cleveland Brown rejects on that team too. It was like, yeah, there are. Like, hey, you can keep them, guys. Duke Johnson, yeah, got a third round pick for Duke Johnson. That's so since we poor Texans fans. Anyway, yeah, okay. We keep saying we're going to talk about Baker. I don't know what to say about him because I don't know if these last two games qualify as like like up for evaluation. I think we can probably take off him being Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but, he's, yeah. The hopes we had for him are are gone. I mean, the 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 ceiling that we had for him potentially after rookie year, I don't think is a reasonable expectation anymore at all. I also think though that like you know Russell Wilson's had the worst three game stretch of his career. Like, yeah, I there we know it's in there, and I don't know if we're. And I also think like. Him not thriving is also maybe the best situation for us from like a team building standpoint right now, because I can, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, if he starts all of a sudden loses his mind and pops the fuck off and is making everyone better in a way where it's like, we don't need OBJ. He's just like throwing down. He's like, it looks like he's playing the Bengals every single game. And we're going to have to pay that man a fuck ton of money that I don't think he's probably worth. Right. You don't want to, you almost don't want him to get into that situation where you're like, just like, he's getting one of those contracts that like a, like, uh, I guess sort of a Jared Goff sort of thing. Yes. Or but like Goff a, also looks Jimmy like Garoppolo sort of thing. More Garoppolo. I'd say Goff has had a yeah. definitely a bounce back year in terms of also just like the balance of that team. That's true. Um, but I just don't think, man, us as Browns fans or Cleveland fans were just so like, absolute and like extreme all the fucking time us included but like there has to be some level of subtlety here where he didn't turn the ball over this week like the wind was so fucking bad we ran the ball 28 times or 34 times and threw the ball six times in the second half like Mm -hmm. yes deshaun watson has a cannon but like didn't make didn't complete any passes longer than the one that baker threw to higgins on that crucial yeah look at deshaun watson's 
stat line. It's not like it's not like he blew us out of the water. Um, he played kind of similarly to to Baker, except he's more athletic. So yeah, and I I agree. We just we don't one we don't we we have too much history of bad quarterbacking to be able to evaluate quarterbacks properly anymore. And then um, we just have this weird expectation that anything less than kind of like a perfect dominant game means that you're not worth kind of continuing to to build around that quarterback or to like develop that quarterback. To be clear, I want to keep Baker as long as he doesn't tank the rest of the season. I want to keep him. I want to extend him and I want to see what he can do in years two, three, and four of Stefanski's offense when he's not going in in, with having a new head coach start over every single year. I mean, it's, he hasn't gotten the opportunity. So I still think that he's, like you said, he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be great, but I think he can be, really good and uh really productive in this system so i'm i'm willing to be very patient with him i agree i think that we 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 forget as browns fans what it's like to root for a normal team because we've only done it like twice in 20 years and the biggest problem with that is that like you forget that like every other team faces adversity in every single game and you don't just kick ass all the time. Like we just expect like now that we're not fucking terrible that we're going to, you know, act like just be sweet all the time and every game will be like the Cowboys game. But that's not how it works. Like it, the league is yeah. set up for everybody to like win a game by three points and go eight and eight. Like that's the whole fucking point of the NFL. That's why Vegas makes all this money. Um Yeah. Yeah, that was that was perfectly said because that that is what it comes down to. It's it's like if we we don't go wire to wire, just ass kicking, then it's like oh, got this problem. But yeah, just watch watch red zone, watch other games throughout the day, and then imagine if that were the team you root for, how you would feel about them versus how you feel about them just watching dispassionately. It's like it, it's okay if you don't just just kick ass the whole game. We're six and three. We're six and fucking for three. Fuck's sake. We're six yeah. and fucking three. Like Jesus, come yeah. on! This is fantastic. This is like this is we're. It's still just difficult doing this podcast and not like wanting to fucking cut ourselves. Like while we look at each other to Zoom, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird feeling. Yeah, I know it's 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 good, and we should enjoy it because we know it can go away quickly. But um, we also know that it's not a frequent thing in our lives, so just. Just enjoy it. I'm I'm psyched for the Eagles game here. Um, who knows what'll happen? Hopefully, I'm I'm hoping we just get some like regular weather, regular November weather, maybe cold but okay, so we can just kind of see what our offense actually looks like now that we've come out of the bye, now that we're more healthy, and now that like to me Baker's kind of last game, last the like, quarterbacking game was the Bengals game where he was incredible. So we'll see if he can pick off kind of where he left off. I don't know. I don't disagree. I don't. <sighs> I wish like they would stop playing like Daryl Hodge. Like I'm over him. I would like I would yeah. like to see some. I would just like to see more Higgins. Like I don't understand why. More tight ends. Yeah. Like, I... Hooper and and Bryant should be like on the field together quite a bit. I my... I know he scored some touchdowns. I am emotionally over David and Joku. I'm ready. Oh to... God. yeah, me too. It's like I appreciate. Thank you for your service, but now you know. We can we can get you down to uh, the land of misfit Browns in the Houston Texans anytime you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's just I don't know. I don't know like what he does. Yeah, I mean, listen. Another good example of what we were talking about a second ago is like everyone, including us, are saying, "All right, we'll chalk up a Jaguars victory down in Jacksonville in two weeks." But like, 
they were feisty with the Packers uh, last week. Right. They're fe- with like a, a undrafted quarterback and they're purposely trying to tank. And like the Packers should be in the second or third round of the playoffs for sure in the NFC. So yeah, like you're right. I mean, I, I am excited to see less about kind of what our defense does. Although I do feel like our defense just took a step in the right direction, even if the wind was a factor. Um, It is really going to come down to, yeah, just can we throw the ball and what does Baker look like if the conditions are there, but also, or we just run the ball for 300 yards again. Pretty fun to watch. I enjoy it. It's really fun watching your, like for years, for years, we have watched the Browns just have running backs run straight into the line and get us to like third and seven, third and eight. And just seeing Kareem hunt legs churn constantly. And then the line pushing him for like seven yard gains on second and nine. It's just, that is fucking so satisfying to watch. Yeah. And neither one of them can just like the way they both cut up. I know they're like different runners, but they both kind of share this quality of like all of a sudden they've just gone from horizontal to vertical, like in, in the blink of an eye, they just cut up field. So, so aesthetically pleasing. (laughs) It's like, it's incredible. And they're into open territory and you you expect it every run. Um, It's like not a surprise when suddenly Nick Chubb is running past a linebacker. It's really it's just it's awesome. It's, it's awesome. It's just fucking sweet. And I hope everyone who's listening to this podcast can enjoy it. Um, yeah. What do you have any uh, any prediction you think for uh, for the Eagles game? I know we've got uh, the long snapper, the kicker and the right tackle and the fullback on COVID. So do you think we'll need a kicker and a long snapper in this game? <laughs> um Hey, Cody Parkey's been playing well, by the way. He has been play- uh, That was a great, that was much- an important and underrated moment of that field goal that he hit. Yeah, it's a great field goal. Um, I think we win. I don't know in what fashion we win at all, but like, I'm expecting to win. I don't see why we wouldn't. I think, I think this is, I think this could be a, this could be the, up to this point in the season, the signature Miles Garrett game this week. Ooh, I like that. Their, their line is fucking trash. They have been. Are they decimated. still trash? Because I knew they had a lot of injuries. Are they still I mean, still trash. I don't know exactly who's in and who's out this week, but from what from watching enough of the Eagles, it feels like this is, and also just the way Wentz tries to, just the way Wentz has just been playing overall, it feels like he yeah. is a big juicy like shittier like off-brand version of ben roethlisberger almost in terms of like how big he is and what a big target he is and uh yeah i don't think two i don't think uh a forced turnover and two sacks is out of the out of the question here so you can hold me to that we can get back on the pod and okay uh, you, you can hold me to that but i think browns uh i think browns win by a touchdown here fuck it love it can you imagine? Love it, baby. How f- seven and three? Let's do seven it. And, fucking and then three? we'll go eight and three, and then then we'll see what the Titans game brings because that'll be like kind of our next, uh, and hopefully that'll be our next uh, measuring stick there. I mean, we're it, it's so. I mean, we've we've played the schedule game for going on three years, and it's always just broken our heart into a million pieces, and so it is uncomfortable yep. to just even like, what do we do with this? How does this? Right. They just keep winning. Yep. You just that's it. That's what they a good keep, football team does. They yep. just keep winning like this. Haven't lost two in a row all year. It's pretty, 
wild. How long has that been since it happened? Put it this way. We want to, if we we're going to have a losing record, we would need to lose four straight games to even get to a losing record. That's wild. Wild. That's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. let the losing begin, baby. <laughs> yeah, if there's anyone that can do it, it's our beloved Cleveland Brownies. All right, man. Gates, so anything we'll you want to shout out? Where can people uh, find your work? Um, I'll, I'm going to shout out the uh, Freddie Adu podcast. Oh, hey, that I thank you. To on the Blue Wire. Fantastic. It's so, like, I would have thought, Freddie Adu's a year younger than me. Like, I would have thought he was, like, in his 40s just because I remember him from childhood. And, and it, it's cool listening to him because, like, maybe I sound like a psycho, but you kind of, like, forget that these people are just, like, people yeah and, no for sure or in these situations um so y- you can give some more background on it but um listen to the first episode really interesting just listening to like forget how young he was when he came onto the scene and just like what that must have been like as like an immigrant from africa holy shit so it's it's really cool and i'm interested to kind of do the next part i'm a little scared like yeah kind of during no. the fall of things but Thank you for uh, shouting that out. That's very nice of you. Yeah. American Prodigy, Freddie Adu. It probably is going to be the pre-roll on this podcast. And it's yep. by Grant Wall and some great people at Blue Wire, Harry Swartow, John Yales, a bunch of fantastic people worked on this. And it is the story of Freddie Adu. And the next episode, I just actually listened to the last cut. And it is it, this, it gets better. Six-part series, maybe seven-part awesome. series. Freddie just... um re-signed or signed with a professional team in sweden so we might we might be dropping a bonus episode but uh still playing interesting yes if you're listening to this if you if uh if you are on if you're a rebuild listener and you leave a five-star review on the freddy do podcast um screenshot and share it with me and i will read that on our podcast as well. <laughs> this podcast is just going to be reading reviews of <laughs> hey we did six today that's uh, we're moving on yeah, up hey, that's good content that's what people are here for All right, Gates, stay safe, man. Go Browns. All right, you too. Go Browns.